Because one of the keys to success and efficient resource management is actually learning when and how to say yes and when and how to say no. You should never have to rely on other people, places, things, or even other companies that you don't own, control, or have an ownership interest in to help support you and your family. Welcome to season 11. I'm Tai Elisar, your host of the Realty Talks with Tai podcast show and coach at Investor Answer University. I absolutely love teaching others how to create passive income with real estate rentals while building generational wealth for your family without requiring a large bank account balance to get started, a whole lot of your time on a daily basis, or a perfect credit score. In this season, I discuss vacant and abandoned properties, a highly profitable real estate investment strategy and niche to help you find profitable properties with typically higher motivated sellers. Be inspired to leave a legacy and build generational wealth. I invite you to join our community by applying and going through our free introductory courses at www.wholesalingai.com. So over this last month, I was asked a very good question by one of our astute real estate students that made my ears perk and the wheels on my mind start to spin. I started off asking her what would she like to learn that would be like most helpful for her within the first seven days of her signing up for one of our online courses. And her response was in the form of a very intelligent question. She asked me, what are some of my biggest mistakes I've made in real estate so she can proactively avoid making the same ones? She went on to say she is the type of person that learns the most in the shortest amount of time when she learns from the mistakes of others that they make so she can be aware of those potential pitfalls when she may encounter them. So after thinking for just a few moments, the first three big mistakes I made that came to my mind were number one not holding on to more of our wholesale deals as rental deals since I was short-term cash focused versus cash flow focused. Number two, not fully understanding the power, or I like to say now the magic rather, of credit. Basically, me not leveraging credit soon enough to build wealth fast enough to systemize and scale exponentially to what I was already producing. And number three, discontinuing my payroll services after just one year, my first year in business, because I only looked at that short-term expense versus long-term payoff or leverage, an advantage that makes you bankable with access to more financing to do more deals if you keep payroll services, even if you own the company. So it has been said that fortune favors the brave. And I love that quote because it is so applicable to the disconnect for many people between where they are and where they want to be. And you may be one of them. You have to be brave, though. And that means do things everyone else is not always doing. Traveling the road less traveled, bossing up with bravery to conquer the unthinkable. That doesn't mean being over the top or dramatic with it, right? No, it means thinking just outside of the box and not being a prisoner of limitation, but reaching beyond them. You see, one thing I know for sure is those who are financially astute and strategic tend to fare off better in life. Because one of the keys to success and efficient resource management is actually learning when and how to say yes and when and how to say no. You should never have to rely on other people, places, things, or even other companies that you don't own, control, or have an ownership interest in to help support you and your family. You should absolutely feel some type of uncomfortable way at the thought of failing to provide for your loved ones. 
Motivating you to improve your financial status and reach new heights, do more and make more should be amongst the apex of your existence and your daily focus. So to do that, you have to work out how many people you actually need to succeed. Which threshold of familiarity do you need with a market, an asset class, et cetera, before you begin learning about it and making investments? You see, these are questions you want to actively be thinking about and always be thinking about. And in that thought process, I thought about real estate investment strategies that few people actually talk about, know about, or even use. And that, my friends, is with vacant properties and abandoned properties. So on today's show, we are going to continue to talk about this strategy, specifically where to look for these properties and how to look for their owners, because used correctly, I know well firsthand from experience. And I also truly believe you can not just make enough money to survive a winter storm, so to speak, but you can make enough money to create or scale your financial empire. So let's get into that. Now, a lot of people don't know where to find these properties. Now, I don't blame you if you are fortunate enough to maybe not have grown up in a rundown neighborhood with lower price point homes that didn't have these properties on your street or maybe even next door to you. Are you considering investing in rental property in order to receive regular passive income? Get started on your own real estate investment portfolio by signing up for our no-cost online real estate courses today at www.wholesalingai.com and join our Investor Answer University community. So I'll start by saying you can definitely compile your own list of vacant properties by simplifying your search by using some of these strategies I'll talk about that we've used many years ago that are still proven to be effective today. And those include things like, number one, driving for dollars. This essentially means driving around your neighborhood looking for visibly distressed properties. Believe it or not, as basic as it sounds, it is still one of the best ways to find abandoned or vacant properties. Now, yes, you do need access to a car and gas, money, pens, papers, and possibly some form of camera to pull this off. But if you can manage that part, you're already ready to get into action. You see, it is surprising how frequently you actually will come across abandoned homes in your own community, even nicer communities. And doing this form of feet on the ground labor or research or field work doesn't actually require a lot of time in the car. You simply might want to just change up your normal driving routine in favor of like exploring these new back roads is a more effective strategy for discovering these unoccupied properties that should require no more gas than you would have to get home or to work or to pick up your children from school. Now, another thing you can do is also ask potential postal workers in your area if they know of any vacant homes. And as a preventative measure against mail stacking, the post office actually notifies owners of vacant properties that they will no longer be receiving mail. So as a result, these postal workers are often familiar with the locations of these such homes. So you really aren't like asking them to do something that's out their way or that they're not already doing anyways. OK, and although I wouldn't recommend interrupting a postal carrier on his or her route, Getting in touch with the post office in your area might actually help you figure out where to begin. And if you're savvy enough, you may be even able to befriend a postal worker who is willing to text you an address and a front photo of every vacant property they encounter on their route in exchange for maybe a referral fee if you end up closing on anything. Wink, wink. Ask me how I know about that one. Another way is by investigating estate sales. This can also help you find a vacant property in the time leading up to it becoming available for sale, which if you know anything about settling estates or the probate process in general, you know it can be a nightmare, but it can also take some time. So starting by just taking down the address can help you find the rightful owners later on when you go on to step two of researching the owners. 
Now, vacant houses can also be found through various forms of advertising in the event that the property is maybe still being cared for. Neighbors could actually be more than happy to share some relevant information with you in regards to who is actually maintaining the lawn, checking the mail, coming by to cut the grass or doing landscape and yard work. Now, step two or the second part of the strategy is actually rolling up your sleeves and finding owners of vacant property. Now, I'm not talking about digging up graves or anything creepy like that, okay? I'm actually talking about getting online to do some research. So you know where to look for these vacant properties, but now what? Now, your job is to track down those rightful owners, the legal owners of the property as the next logical step in this strategy. So you might have to do some PI, private investigator type of work right here. And there are some suggestions that we have for you for tracking down owners of vacant homes and these type of buildings. Number one would be the property tax records are a tried and true method for finding owners of vacant properties. Number two, posting a note on the door or dropping one in the mailbox or maybe two or three throughout the month are additional methods for locating that owner of a vacant home. Number three could be asking nearby neighbors. That can be very beneficial because they are nosy neighbors, sometimes known as in the community, and that nosiness may just come in handy. And number four, you can try sending a letter through direct mail efforts to the owner's forwarding address. If any of these methods like turn up a response, then there you go. It differentiates you from standard marketing letters and direct mail campaigns, which is of paramount importance. So yes, it can take some work, but I want you to be encouraged that you can look for them in many different sources. And I do encourage you to look into as many different sources as possible. Don't just like limit yourself to just one way of finding the information that you need when you're looking to find the property or trying to find the owner of that property. In our experience, more than even seven attempts, sometimes seven to nine is best case that you'll get a response. One of our best deals actually came from a vacant and abandoned property deal in an offshoot town from a suburb. We actually didn't find the property first, but we did find it through a tax lien foreclosure list. And when scrubbing the list, our team used Google Maps and satellite to look at each property and looked at this one and instantly could tell it was vacant and abandoned. So they skip traced or researched the owner online. They called, text, emailed, and even sent a letter to him in the mail. And lo and behold, he responded even rather quickly to a text message. And less than two weeks later, we were under contract to purchase it for 50% of its value. But it gets better. One week after that, all inspections were done. Title report was back, including payoff demands were in. So the debt was actually more than the purchase price. So he ended up donating it to us. Yes, $0 purchase price and just deeding the property over to us to wipe his hands clear of it. So that being said, I want to leave you with this gentle reminder that you don't just have to take my word or our experience for it. It has been documented and demonstrated that astute real estate investors can make significant profits from the acquisition of vacant structures. So your efforts can be expanded to include non-traditional methods of real estate investing by looking for vacant properties. At the same time, you can continue to use business strategies that you would normally employ in your everyday-to-day operation so you don't have to go too far into left field and abandon your primary bread and butter like these property owners have abandoned their properties. This method of investing may actually be profitable for you if the transaction involving the unoccupied property goes according to plan. Nevertheless, always have a plan B and you may have to spend a little bit more time searching for the properties and the owners of these properties than in traditional methods. So I challenge you to a new mission. Go out and find your next vacant property deal. Will you accept this mission? Thank you for listening to the Realty Talks with Tai Yi podcast show with your host and investor queen, Tai Yi. 
If you still have questions or like what you learned and want to go deeper to learn more and do more, apply for admission to Investor Answer University online at www.wholesalingai.com. It has samples and live video guided training that includes all the tools she discusses to help you jumpstart or scale your real estate investing business this year, month, and for the brave, even today. You will be well on your way to becoming a confident, effective, and very capable real estate investor. Please join us next week for another episode. And until then, remember your IRR strategy. Invest, rest, and repeat. The Realty Talks and or TIE are not registered as a securities broker dealer or an investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, or any state securities regulatory authority. The information presented is not meant to be the only basis for investment decisions, nor should it be seen as advice designed to meet the investment needs of any particular investor. Nothing on this podcast show is meant to be taken as financial, tax, legal, accounting, or investment advice. This information is only for educational purposes. It is not a suggestion to buy, sell, or hold any of the securities mentioned.